All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live. Happy Friday, hockey fans. We are streaming, as always, on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. And as always, the show is brought to you by Botano, an exciting announcement from our friends at Botano earlier this week. They are the official partner of Copa America 2024. So if you are a footy fan, then Botano is your spot. 19 plus, please play responsibly. I'm Tyler Remchuk. He is our Daily Faceoff insider, Frank Saravalli. Frank, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Lots happening. Uh, sounds like... Dustin Wolf may be on his way to join the Calgary Flames out east. Sounds like there may be some injury to their goaltending connected to it. Still lots to sort out. I think everyone's on high alert with the Calgary Flames right now, but stand down for now. Interesting stuff. It's a month leading up until the deadline. So you never know, Frank. You never know what's going on. Chasing all leads. Uh, never, <laughs> never stop. Uh, like I said, we're on streaming on the Daily Faceoff YouTube where we are looking for some Friday inbox questions. So make sure you drop those in with the hashtag AskDFO if you got a question for Frank. But before we get into some trade talk, let's talk about what happened last night on the ice in the NHL. A couple of really interesting games and one that was being dubbed a potential Stanley Cup final preview. A Stanley Cup final rematch from over a decade, of, a decade ago, is, uh, if you could say. Blah, easy for me to say. The Boston Bruins, though, get the last laugh, Frank, 4 nothing over the Vancouver Canucks. And the Bruins are in a really interesting spot. I had a chance to chat with our pal Pete Blackburn, noted Bruins fan yesterday on Oilers Nation every day, Frank. And even he was sitting there going, 
I don't know if I believe in this Bruins team. He talked about their depth issues. He he was hesitant to call them elite is basically the point. And I'm sitting here now after watching the Bruins do what they did to the Canucks last night. And I'm going, what else does this Bruins team have to do for people to start believing in them? Well, a win over the Canucks helps, but I understand that most people are going to remain more or less skeptical based on the way last season played out in the playoffs and also based on the center position that it's still clear that they need to make some kind of upgrade. Although you look at the box score from last night's game, who's contributing two point games, Pavel Zaka, Charlie Coyle. I mean, these guys have really held up their end of the bargain. Losing Matthew Poitra for five months certainly doesn't help. Um, and so look, they're in a, a bit of a tough spot in terms of replacing those players in Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, because they, they spent all their assets on loading up for last year. And so their prospect pool isn't that deep. They don't have the picks. They really don't have the cap space, but it's just conversely to, to work the other side of this game last night. It was so fascinating to see, you know, sort of what is more, um, I don't want to say what's the more annoying facet of, of watching social media this week. Cause there's been a million reasons, but like Euler fans the other night after losing one game for the first time since late December or Canucks fans who were like all up in arms with the loss against Boston. Like I, I get it. It's the Bruins and 2011 and, and all those things that it might bring up again. But this Canucks team has been so insanely consistent all year long. And I love the things that I've heard from this team, especially just since the All-Star break, about, you know, Quinn Hughes was just talking after their win in Carolina about how they're in a spot where because so many of those guys have been losing for so long that now that they've gotten a taste of it, they don't want to go back to the place that they used to be. Just a blip on the radar. And yeah, there were some uncharacteristic things, but it's an 82-game season and those things are going to happen. It's exactly what I was going to say. I think it's the beauty of being a fan. You live and die with your team on a nightly basis. And sometimes you lose that big picture element of 82 game season. Even if you lose 30 times in a year, you still have a very good regular season in front of you. So, I mean, Canucks fans, yeah, the point streak comes to an end. It sucks to lose to someone you consider a bit of a rival in the Boston Bruins. But I mean, that Bruins team probably cements themselves as the team to beat in the East. And now the question is, Frank, yeah. last, we, last, you don't think so? You're not so No, I, I think the team to beat in the East is Florida. Really? Even yeah. though they're like, are they not 10 points back of the Bruins? I don't care. I just like the way they're constructed. And I think their offense is a force to be reckoned with. Their goaltending has been fine. And I really like their defense score. There's, they don't have very many holes. And I don't care what the standings say. Only five points back, so I misspoke a little bit there. And in terms of wins, they are dead tied with 32 apiece. So you might be on to something there, Frank. I might give you that. Uh, let's head out west. Do you want to talk about another fan base that is freaking out? It's the Winnipeg Jets, Frank. They go on that, what, insanely insane run of 30-plus games, not allowing more than three goals, whatever it was. Over the last five games, goals against has become a bit of an issue. Scoring goals has been a bit of an issue. Their power play is on an 0 for 14 drought. And we have a Jets fan in the chat here who's saying, Sheldon, who said, what's with the Jets having a great first half and a terrible second half year after year? He says it feels like it's been several years now where this has been the story. I'll be honest, Frank, I don't think Jets fans should be concerned. I think that power play will get better once Sean Monahan gets a little bit more comfortable. We talked on Monday about that with our pal John Goyens. I think you're still going to be a tough out in the playoffs because of the guy on your screen right now, Connor Hellebuck. I think this is just a little bit of a tough patch. Do you disagree? 
Well, there's no question that it's a tough patch, but my concern isn't really in the goals that they've given up. As you mentioned, uh, 16 goals against in five losses. It's really the goal scoring that's way more of a concern to me. Um, you know, they've really struggled to put the puck in the net, four goals in those five losses total. And that part, I think they're going to bounce back and defensively, you're not going to see many more five-game stretches where this team gives up four or more three times in a five-game window. I don't see that happening. So I, I do think that they're going to get back to the 32 or 34 games, you know, streak that they were on. Probably one of the most ridiculous runs that we've seen in this sport in a while in terms of buttoning things up. But I do have some legitimate concern about their offense and their inability to produce on a consistent basis because you look at their team and they've got depth scoring like they've sort of if you were to, to take the way these two teams have played and, and stack them up side by side they're kind of the opposite of the Toronto Maple Leafs where it's like you've got four guys that do everything and then no one else really does anything their whole roster contributes but there's not really one. There should be the Kyle Connor or the Mark Shifley or whoever it might be, Nick Ehlers that steps up to you know carry your team on a night to night basis. But they've done it by committee for so long that I don't know. I, I that's that's the one area of concern that I have about Winnipeg. So yesterday when we did our fan submitted trade proposals, there was a Jets fan who said give up the second rounder and Logan Stanley to get Chris Tanev. You look at the assets the Jets still have. You know, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick this year. They have a pick in every round next year except for the fourth. Maybe they shouldn't go out and be looking at a D-man, Frank. Do you get the sense maybe the Jets could go, hey, why not add a little bit more scoring punch to the top nine again? Or do you think they're kind of done? I, I just, I don't know where, like what position would you add in? Who would you bump down? And how much of a difference maker are you really going to find? That's really the question to ask. Is those types of players don't grow on trees? And, you know, I, I think... They've done a lot of the heavy lifting. I think they need some time to kind of settle in. Sean Monahan is is going to change that power play, and they desperately need it. But it, it's going to take a little bit of a period of adjustment. Uh, Sheldon wanted me to clarify. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not a Jets fan. He was uh, just observing. Phyllis, though, is a Jets fan. Said concerned about the Jets, yes, but not panicking yet. We'll see Fair. if Winnipeg can snap out of this slump over the weekend every day at dailyfaceoff.com a new deadline themed article today it was all about nashville predators defenseman alex carrier and frank we've seen these kind of under the radar defensemen before in the nhl go to a new spot go to a contender and play a way bigger role than any of us imagined remember kempney a few off season or a few deadlines ago is carrier a similar archetype to that where he's not getting a lot of fanfare but he checks a lot of boxes yeah, I think he does for me. And when you look at his game, it's not really flashy. There's, as I mentioned in the piece, not a ton of sizzle. Uh, he's not going to bowl you over with any one facet of his game that stands out as super elite. And I, you know, just in talking to some different scouts around the league, someone compared him to a poor man's Jared Spurgeon. And that sounds kind of funny to say, or might be a knock. It's just that it's not Spurgeon's such a huge part of what the Minnesota wild do as their captain. And um, you know, when we're thinking of him, it's more undersized defenseman uh, that is really steady. He's not going to give up a lot. Um, he's not going to provide a lot of offense, pretty solid skater, 
Um, and so he's one of those guys, I think, that just hasn't been talked about enough. If you're thinking, you know, the big impact defenseman, and I understand why you'd be attracted to someone like a Noah Hannafin, for instance, but if you don't have the assets and you're still looking to improve your team, I think a lot of teams can do a lot worse than adding someone like Alex Carrier to the roster. 2.5 million pending UFA, 27 years old. That cap, it should be relatively easy for a lot of contenders to squeeze in. The only thing that maybe might get in the way is the fact that the Preds already have two retained salary spots taken up. And you've mentioned before, if they want to move Tyson Berry, they probably have to keep 50% or close to it of that. Uh, you look at this list here of potential suitors, the Bruins, Stars, Oilers, Panthers, Lightning, Leafs, Canucks, and Golden Knights. That is a long, it's, long list. Is it's there easier to, to name the teams that aren't interested in adding a depth defenseman, really. Yeah, is there one of these teams that you think stands out that you look at and go, man, he'd fit in real nice there? I think Tampa makes it a whole ton of sense. Mm -hmm. I think for stylistic reasons, plus also asset cost and acquisition cost, um, and the fact that he'd be a guy that they could probably afford to keep if they really wanted to after the fact. He fits kind of their age scheme in terms of you know being a uh, you know, not early UFA guy, but at 27, he's as almost as soon as you can hit it, that I, I could see that being someone that Julian Breesbach could turn around and, and tell his team, hey, look, like we're not folding in the tent after uh, the Sergachev injury. We're, we're going to continue to push here. And this is someone that could help us do it. And it's not going to break the bank and have us uh, really continue to spend crazy future assets. In terms of comparable deals, we had a couple up on the website. One that we have prepared right now is the Brett Kulak deal to Edmonton. So, you know, the second round pick, maybe a lower end fringe NHLer to maybe offset the retained money. That's basically how the Kulak deal worked. Uh, yep. but 50% retained plus the Lagason deal helped the Oilers move enough money that they needed to make it happen. The seventh is the extra price to retain. And then it, it ended up being a late second round pick. Seems pretty straightforward for one of those teams who maybe is even aiming higher, like a Tanev or a Hannafin. Not everyone's going to get a Tanev or a Hannafin. A decent check down in Alex Carrier. Full article up at dailyfaceoff.com. Uh, Frank, we're four or five days away from Valentine's Day, but we're mm. going to start giving some love a little bit earlier on on the show. A little upbeat, positive Friday, and a lot of people treat All-Star break and the bye weeks as kind of the unofficial halfway point of the season although really we're more two-thirds of the way through the year but i wanted us to go both one in the east one in the west and find a couple of players who we think aren't getting enough love this season frank i will start i will go out in the west and i found a young defenseman who is just booming right in front of our eyes and i feel like not enough people outside of dallas are talking about thomas harley you look at his box cars from the season they are very damn good for a 22 year old who still hasn't cracked i believe the 100 game mark in his nhl career and what's even more impressive is the role he's taking on on that blue line this isn't just cherry picking power play points and whatever this is a guy who in each of his last 17 games has played north of 20 minutes he's second on the team in total five on five ice time this season what this guy's doing in dallas man it's proving they got another good one to strap next to miro heiskanen on that blue line for a long time does any team draft better than the dallas stars <laughs> i think the answer to that is no uh for me i'm gonna go with a defenseman in the east and as good as he's been and as eye-popping as these numbers are why doesn't anyone talk about Noah Dobson more? 
does does everyone understand that Noah Dobson is 22nd in league scoring? Not among defensemen, among all players. He has 53 points in 51 games. And look at his ice time, 26 minutes a night. This guy has been an absolute horse on Long Island. And a big reason why, along with Ilya Sorokin, why they're still in the mix. And by the way, don't look now, but look at this Islander team. They're they're kind of looking like they're putting it together a bit under Patrick Waugh. Yeah, maybe starting to turn it around a little bit. I think as we keep going here, there'll be some noise in the Norris race. It'll be Hughes, McCarr. Who's that number three? You can make a damn good case for Noah Dobson to be that number three. No doubt. Uh, so you did a D in the East. I did a D in the West. We flipped roles for our forward picks. I did a forward out East, and we have some Blue Jackets fans in our chat, Frank, and a few of them have said, all you ever do is talk crap about the Blue Jackets. Mm -hmm. I'll give some love to a Blue Jacket instead. One of the lone bright spots this season has been Yegor Chinnikov. 11 goals in his first 92 career games heading into this season. But he's got 14 goals in his first 39 games this year for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's been a bright spot in this forward group, a young player that hopefully they can keep around and grow with a little bit. And what I like about this, it's not like this is a 14 goal and 39 game run that's fueled with like a couple of two goal games and then like two hat tricks. And he just scored them all in a couple of bunches. He's only had a couple of multi-goal games. He's scored these 14 over the course of 12 different games. So he's been consistently bringing offense for the Blue Jackets, and they need a bright spot. I'll give some love to the fifth line out in CBJ. Who is your forward pick? My forward pick is Cole Perfetti from the Winnipeg Jets. He has the same number of goals this season as Shinnikov, although he's done it in 10 more games, and he's already hit uh, last season's total in points. Uh, in fewer games, he's done it. And he's someone that really is clearly on the way for the Jets. I think they've asked a lot of him. I think he's bitten off a big piece of this Jets forward core in terms of uh, what he provides. And they've relied on him in different ways in their lineup with some of the injuries that they've had up front. And I think he's been excellent. He's almost doubled his goal total from last year as a rookie and someone clearly on his way uh, to being an impact piece for the Jets for a long time. Yeah, you talk about the Jets and their scoring woes at times this season. Probably look a little bit worse if you didn't have 14 goals from Cole Perfetti. All right, let's move along with today's show. Get to our big segment. It's the next wave with Stephen Ellis. The next wave is delivered by DoorDash, where for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. Give DoorDash a try. Give the Double Dash feature a try this weekend. Pick a second restaurant or a second stop for your DoorDash driver without any added delivery fees. Stephen Ellis was out in Plymouth for the Five Nations tournament this week. And of course he was. Yeah, he's everywhere. He's a machine. Uh, one of the players who was grabbing headlines, though, Stephen, was the son of a former NHL star. We love stories like this. Tell us who the next one is. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, I think you might be muted, Stephen. My apologies there. Uh, it's uh, Atos Koivu uh, and his dad, obviously, is Saku Koivu. Uh, I've got an article uh, coming up about him later this weekend on dailyfaceoff.com talking about a guy who, uh, at the beginning of the year, wasn't on the Helen Gretzky team for Finland. Uh, wasn't really seemed to be like people didn't know what to expect from him. He missed most of last season with an injury. It was a question of how would he react this year? He's a bit bigger than his dad. He's six foot one. He's got that size. He's been growing, but how was he going to put that together? And he said when I talked to him a couple of days ago that he thought he was going to play the whole season with the U18 team uh, in the program he plays for in TPS. His dad is actually a co-owner of that program. But then he found himself playing with the U20 team and was even better at that level. And then he just recently got called up to the Liga team against men and talking to some scouts. They think that this guy could be you know, a top 60 player in the draft when most didn't have him on the radar early on. So he's very skilled. You might have seen some kind of really cool highlight clips from him the last time he played for Finland. But I wanted to see him have an explosive game at this uh, link, or, uh, Five Nations tournament. He scored the very first goal. I think it was like two minutes into the first game, had a two point game. Finland blew it in the third period. They're winning that. But this is a guy that, uh, you know, obviously the bloodlines are there. And you think a lot of people are going to point Montreal to try to get him. But uh, I think from talking to scouts, there's a lot of people who think he can go in the top 60 this year when he was nowhere near there at the start. Yeah. And you had a story earlier this week on dailyfaceoff.com pointing out some of the best bloodline players available in this. Michael, year's- Michael, just to be. Oh, Michael. Yes. Sorry. Um, but we're always focused, Stephen, on 2024, but never really too early to start looking ahead to the 2025 NHL draft. Who's caught your eye already? Well, see, it's worth noting because at this Five Nations, there was a lot of really good, talented players missing, um, especially on the checks and in no year a check, no uh, Thomas Galvis. But the one, uh, the two players that really caught my eye as potentially two of the best players in this tournament was Sweden's Anton Frundell and Czechia's Adam Benek. Now, you look at Adam Benek, very small player. I think he's only listed at five foot seven, but the skill, the package he's got there, I'm not sure I've seen a Czech player with that much talent since David Pasternak. Uh, just he he played at the Linka Gretzky. He was one of the best players in that entire tournament. The only one that was able to go toe to toe with Berkeley Catton um, for the scoring lead. Uh, and he looked great. But then I saw him at the under 17s and he just was invisible. It looked like he was hurt the whole time. But getting to see him in person for the first time, I understand why people love him so much. He's got the speed. He's got the skill. He's got a good shot. But again, at five foot seven, I think there's some concerns there. Uh, when it comes to Anton Frundell, I man, I love watching that guy play. Maybe Sweden's most dynamic forward. Uh, he's listed at six foot, I believe, but he he looks bigger just watching him play out there. He's very physical. He's always working hard. Uh, great shot, 
very good hockey IQ. So I think for him, he's a potential top five pick for 2025. Uh, Benick probably a little lower just because of his size, but from a skill level perspective, there's a lot there. I'm going to put you on the spot. Do we have a clear cut number one for 2025? I'm going James Haggins right now. Like that's a guy that when he watching him play out there, he looks like Jack Hughes, number two. So uh, the good Jack Hughes, not the, not the other one, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, I, I'm a big fan of James Haggins. He's just, you, you look at what Cole Eisenman's able to do this year of all the goals, but Haggins is the one that's setting him up all the time. So uh, that's who, who I'd be picking right now. All right. Uh, what the heck is going on with Matt Vay Michkov? He's, being healthy scratched despite being second on team scoring for HC Sochi. What the heck's happening? So you look at those numbers and you say, okay, well, you know, he's a 19 year old putting up some great numbers. So why would he have been healthy scratched at some point this year? And it's because he plays almost no defense. I think that's a big concern. Last year when he joined Sochi, it was all about proving himself and showing, okay, I'm one of the best prospects here. Uh, I, I deserve to be here. And he put up great numbers. And he's been putting up good numbers all year long for Sochi. He's second in scoring on the team. But uh, in a recent game where he had two really bad giveaways that led to goals, the coaching staff said, okay, we're benching you for the third period and you're not playing the next game. And uh, I think that caught a lot of people off guard. But when it comes to in, in the KHL, if you don't play any defense, which is funny because you look at Russia's like national team history on, on defense, and every year it's like, man, this blue line stinks. But – They've been trying to change that, and they've been trying to get these younger guys to commit more to playing defensively, and I feel like that's something that's really lacked from him this year. Uh, you know, In Philadelphia, if he ends up going there in the NHL, I don't think that's going to be too much of a concern because they're going to be paying him to rip shots in the net, and that's what he does well. But uh, I'm still impressed with him, but defensively, he's got to stop being a little careless. Uh, you sent me a note on this. I don't want to wrap up the segment with it maybe in 60 seconds or less. A potential first-round pick in the NHL draft from South Africa. Make a little introduction for me here. Who am I going to start hearing about? So this is Harrison Brunicky from the Kamloops Blazers, a guy that I did not know a whole lot until I went to this Five Nations tournament. And a lot of people are telling me, keep an eye on this guy, a potential first round pick. And, you know, the points are nothing special. He's got 20 points in 44 games for the Kamloops Blazers, but he's physical. He moves very well. He's so smart. He's got all the NHL tools that teams are looking for. So I think that keep an eye on him. This is someone who's just kind of got everything going together. And once he starts putting up those points, maybe next year or the year after, uh, he's going to look like a steal, I think. So born in South Africa, I can't remember the last time there was a player born in South Africa drafted. I want to say it's Olaf Kulzig. I couldn't find any other records there, but uh, yeah, he's a dual citizen. Interesting stuff, Stephen. We touched every corner of the globe in today's edition of The Next Wave. Have a good weekend, man. You too. Our daily face-off inbox question today is brought to you by Seagram's VO Select Canadian Whiskey, artfully blended and impeccably crafted. Make it your very own with Seagram's. Frank, we got a few here that I found interesting in the YouTube. D. Ely wants to know, with Ranta getting injured, how serious are the Canes going to be in the goaltending market? They should be pretty serious because we're still having Freddie Anderson work his way back. Ranta, even when he's been healthy, has just been okay this year. Kochetkov. He figured out his game, then went down with a concussion. And if this team has any hopes to be an authentic Stanley Cup contender, that's one position that they really need to fill. And luckily for them, there's quite a few goalies that are potentially available um, that you know really could help put that team over the top, or at least get them you know to solidify the position. And so, Mark Andre Fleury, number four on our trade board, like that's a guy that really stands out to me as 
he'd be an ideal fit in Carolina. No strings attached. A little bit older, yes, but someone who's been there, done that, and would relish the opportunity to play. Doesn't he kind of fit the Kaniac vibe as well? Like, I could see Flurry doing the storm surge and whatnot after big games. Yeah, uh, that works. I don't know. I, I wasn't sure where you were heading. I'm like, the Kane vibe. What is that? Partying in the parking lot? <laughs> uh, we started talking about the Blue Jackets, and now we got Blue Jackets questions coming in. Our pal Barra, who watches every day, wants to know, do you think there's any shot they make Boone Jenner available? I also selfishly like asking this one. Yeah, I know. That's your man crush, Boone Jenner. Um Look, I think anything's possible in Columbus. I think they'd have to consider anything that's interesting that's presented. But it kind of feels to me, reading the tea leaves, that they value him potentially more than some other teams do. So that's my thought process. Interesting. All right, we are going to get to By our the day. way, uh, just wanted to point out, too, we did start off the show talking about uh, the Calgary Flames and their goaltending. Uh, Dustin Wolf has indeed been recalled by the Calgary Flames. So he is on his way out east to join the team uh, as they have a couple games left in New York. And Dan Vladar has been placed on injured reserve after I'm told he tweaked something. Interesting. All right, we will get to our daily bets, but first a word from our friends at Seagram's. My family's very own whiskey. Barrel-aged and set apart. Marked with VO, artfully blended, impeccably crafted as a wedding gift to my son. For the bride and groom. And now, over a century later, from our very own family to yours, a legacy rooted in whiskey. Seagram's VO, growing deeper, reaching out, raising a glass to your legacy. Seagram's VO, make it your very own. Daily Bets brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at botano.ca. I got a shot prop and a straight play for tonight. Nick Felino is the shot prop I like. Usually I like parlaying this with another one. Couldn't find it, but minus 128. A good price on Felino, who has hit this mark in four of his last five games. Had five shots in his last game against the Minnesota Wild. And of those four games where he's hit it, he's been at three plus in three of them. So I think it all lines up. Felino over one and a half against the Rangers. And the Oilers on the puck line, they have absolutely dominated the Anaheim Ducks over the last three, four seasons. They covered the puck line once against them already earlier this year. And minus 114 is close enough to even money for me. Oilers coming off a loss. Look for them to bounce back against the Ducks this evening. Felino, do you know that he had the only shot on goal the other night in the first period against the Wild? And it was from like 90 feet away. So uh, that's how you are getting to your shot prop. Look, they don't ask how, they just ask how many. But man, it feels like the the Blackhawks are just they're struggling. Yeah, but I mean, every team usually finds a way to get to 15, 20 shots. Felino's got to take two of them. I don't take hate taking that gamble. Uh, let's head over to the Daily Face or for Garbage Time, which is brought to you by the Daily Face Off Survivor Game and our friends at Wendy's. Here are the options you can pick from tonight if you're one of the nine people left. 463 started our double week on the Wendy's Daily Face Off Survivor Game, and only nine of them remain so you got a couple of options here on a friday night if you somehow happen to be one of the nine if you're eliminated like myself and frank the new week starts in three days so you can head to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com to get in on it it's brought to you by wendy's and the bacon portobello portobello mushroom melt which is back for a limited time frank i just wanted to do a little and and the or the dustin wolf thing kind of ties into it my favorite and somehow also least favorite thing about deadline season in this next month anytime a player is called up Anytime a player is scratched because they're sick, 
Twitter blows up. And I say my least favorite because sometimes it's just absolutely ridiculous. And it's like a star player is like not on the ice for warm up, And everyone's like, here we go. What's happening? Um, but it is just mayhem. I would imagine for you, an insider, it leads to 20 minutes of straight phone calls and panic. Yeah, it's more just like, hey, heard an hour ago that Dustin Wolf is on his way to, to Newark. How do I connect the dots here? Something happening? Is there a trade? What is it? And it's just you're incessantly sussing out stuff. That's part of the job. But I would say my least favorite part of trade deadline season and the part that makes it super cringy for me is when reporters go to the press box seating chart and then tell you all the teams that have scouts there. Like, first off, let's just consider the geographic, you know, stuff that's happening. The Flames are out east for their only time this season. Do you not think that teams that have pro scouts based in the east are are not going to just make sure that they get there to see these guys? Like, So that's part of it. And then the other part is not everyone even shows up to these games that's on the seating chart. Like, it just, that person may have been signed, assigned this game three months ago and they didn't make it. Like there's, there's sometimes really no connection or rhyme or reason. And I find it to be not to be critical of anyone. I find it to just be a lazy part of the process, which is instead of like talking to people, you're just tweeting out seating charts. Like that's not helping anyone. And it's just stirring up shit. I like that's an important PSA. I am now very happy. I got you to go off on that little bit of a tangent here. Uh, deadline season. It's all going to come to an end on March 8th. And it's a nice time to tell people that we will be doing another deadline mega show. We're going to be live for four hours on March 8th right here on the Daily Face Off YouTube where we're 10 subscribers away from 10,000. So if you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe yet, button. Come on, get us to 10K. And I can go into the weekend stress free. Uh, all right, Tyler, just no boudoir shoots. That's no. All. Uh, all right, that is a wrap on another fantastic week of shows for our producer, Gavin Turnick, Pat Puff on the graphics, all our guests from this week, and of course, our guy, Frank Saravalli. We'll chat with you again Monday, noon Eastern. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.